Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am still as positive as can be, Chuck Mockley. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who uh, bring you Locked On Clippers five days a week. Seven in the morning, you can listen to our podcast. It's a, it's a fun hang. Good way to start the day. Great way to start the day. And to start your day today, we're kicking mm-hmm. things off with a quick recap of that win over the Rockets. Oof. Uh, not the prettiest basketball the Clippers have played all season. Maybe some of the ugliest. Uh, but we're going to talk about what we liked from that game as well as what we didn't like. And then we're going to jump into a preview against the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll talk about what we need to do well to win that one as well as what could go wrong. I think we all know what happens. The last time we played yes. the Pels, it was kind of a turning point for this team. Interested as a litmus test to kind of see where we're at now. Uh, playing much better basketball. Mm -hmm. And then in segment two, every single Monday we do the freshies. We talk about who's new to the team, what's fresh. We're going to be talking uh, the future of the DeMarcus Cousins contract. The second day uh, is going to be running out the day that you're listening to this. Yes, second 10 day, yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, what, you know, what's going on with that. We're going to talk a little bit. There's a surge uh, update about time. Oh, yeah. As always on Monday, we have your Luke Kennard progress report. A little bit of up and down, but can't wait to dig into it. (laughs) And then in shavings, we're going to to talk about the first seed as a possibility as well as how we're feeling about the standings right now uh and then there's an interesting stat about uh <laughs> the number of injured players for the clippers versus sort of the field so we'll get into that as well uh but before we do that gotta let you know gotta check out rockauto.com they oh, yeah. have amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you you are locked on clippers Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome to the uh, Rockets recap plus Pels preview. Not a whole lot to talk about in that Rockets game. Clippers won 109 to 104. We needed a big game from PG. He came through. Yeah. Um, 33 and 14. Absolutely insane. Reggie bailed us out with 19 points, some clutch shots. Had a very funny uh, gif created because he didn't really know what to do with the ball. He was kind of doing this weird pump fake thing. That was absurd. <laughs> I couldn't tell if he was joking. <laughs> yeah, uh, or trying to get someone to jump for an oop or something. If you haven't seen the clip, it, it like uh, someone described it as like when your controller is broken on NBA yes. 2K or something because he's just bouncing up and yeah. down <laughs> with the ball. What we didn't like, I mean, just one of the worst third quarters of basketball from both sides that anyone's maybe seen all year. That was rough. But hey, we're happy we got the dub. Yes, we it wasn't it. it wasn't pretty, but no. I mean, I think these are kind of the the kind of games that you need to win. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> you got to face whoever's in front of you. Hundred percent. And the Clippers got two days off, so they will be facing the New Orleans Pelicans. They will be in front of them the night you're listening to this. Injury report for the Clippers: No Bev, no Surge, no Kawhi, and Luke Kennard gets some rest. Needs it. Well, well deserved. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Um, the Pels beat us by twenty last time out on Mar- March fourteenth which is also the last time that Serge Ibaka played basketball for the Clippers. Not a full game. Not a full game. He saw just eight minutes before being taken out. Will, what do we need to do well in this one? Well, I I think the big thing is going to be sort of overwhelming them with offense. For sure. Um, Getting getting stops is going to be huge in this one. That was sort of the difference maker last time. Uh, but looking at, at this Pels team, um, you know, we know what they can do sort of offensively, but you know, the, the biggest thing that's holding this Pels team back, why the, while, why they're like fighting to even get into the play in, mm-hmm. uh, currently sitting at 11 is their defense is just 
quite bad. Some of the league worst. Uh, yes, they have the third worst uh, opponent effective field goal percentage in the league. It's not good. Which, uh, opponents are hitting their shots against the Pelicans at a 55% All clip. field goals? Just everything combined? Yes, <laughs> oh, which is not a recipe for winning. <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> uh, you know, offensively, a key for the Clippers is going to be ball movement. It's going to be super crucial to breaking this defense down. Yeah. The Pels don't really force a lot of turnovers, just 13%, which is bottom 10 in the league uh, in, ter- in terms of opponent turnovers. We recorded 23 assists last outing on 42 field goals made, so 55% of all of our so field goals were, were assisted. Yeah, there, I mean, right? I mean the, the, the issue with this game, uh, other than just not getting stops, which, you know, you, you can't let the Pelicans put up fucking 132 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> uh, you, you know, the, the problems w- with the offense was we just kind of had for this team poor three-point shooting. We shot sub 35%, yeah. despite taking like more than 15 threes, more than the Pelicans yeah. attempted. Uh, and we had 12 turnovers, which the Pelicans still had 18. We were not really able to capitalize on those. I'm pretty sure we still lost fast break points. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's, you know, obviously getting stops is crucial. This is a good offensive team. We're not going to be able yeah, to get everything. Yeah, really good offensive team. Uh, but I think that, you know, overwhelming them on when the Pels are on the defensive end of the floor is going to be huge. I think what's going to help us with that is the bench is going to be needed in this one. Mm-hmm. The last time out, we were still starting Batum and Surge. The bench still didn't contribute a lot on the offensive end. Kennard had 15. He's going to be out this game. Coffee had 13. No one else got to double digits. Ugh. Yeah. Which is not good. Um, hoping for a big game from Man. I think Batum off the bench will kind of give some more balance to the second unit. We had Lou Will on the team um, last time we played, which kind of, I think, maybe threw some stuff off just in this game specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, in their bench, like, we have to have defense on the bench, too. Jackson Hayes went 6 of 6 the last time we played. Like, their bench shot an absurd percentage against us in terms of guys who played actual minutes. They had three guys get over 20 minutes. I mean, Kira Lewis went 6 of 11. Josh Hart went 5 for 6. Jackson Hayes went 6 of 6. Yeah. So the defense as a whole has to be better. What could go wrong? Offensive rebounding. You got a big note in here about this. Yeah, I mean, the Pels are the best offensive rebounding team in the league. Uh, They're nabbing 31% of all available offensive rebounds. That's a lot. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Uh, and look, it, it can be a weird stat, offensive rebounding, right? Which yeah. is why you and I usually go by it's like percentage. Andre Drummond has like averages amounts of offensive rebounds, but he gets a lot of his own bad tips. Board. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and, and so like it, it can be a weird stat too. Like uh, it's why we go off percentage always versus total because yeah. if you're an inefficient team, it can skew those numbers. Yeah. Like, to have some you can get a lot boards. more offensive rebounds if you miss a lot more shots. Yeah. <laughs> but the Pels are just outside the top 10 in effective field goal percentage. So it's legit. Uh, yes, this you know could be a huge test for Zoo and whatever of our rebounding forwards end up playing. I, I don't know exactly yeah, there how. There could be some late rests. Who knows? Yeah, how they'll break down those minutes, but. This Pelicans team fights for extra possessions, and Zion can be absolutely deadly on second chance opportunities around the basket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we just we, we got to have a strong presence on the glass. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little worried about the foul troubles. Okay, in this one, the Pels rank second best in free throw attempts, so they get to the line, but they're shooting the second worst percentage from the line as a team. Yeah, and they're also like, you know, in terms of another percentage stat, they're second in free throw attempt rate which is the number of free throw attempts per field goal attempt at 29%. So almost a, almost a third of their field goal attempts yeah. result in free throw attempts. So like they're probably just going to get to the line. Like that's going to be kind of a given in this one. Mm-hmm. I just hope they don't hit some miraculous free throw attempt 
Well, they're one of the worst free throw sh- shooting teams, though. Yeah. So I'm just worried. I don't want them to outshoot. You don't want this to be the, outli- the outlier. This could be gotcha. the outlier game. Yeah, for um, sure. What else could maybe get us in this one? Look, we talked about it in the in in what we need to do well, but like a lackadaisical sort of defensive effort in this one, or or just poor d- paint defense. Yeah. Uh, will this game will either be closer than it's it has to be? A young team. They want to run. They like, yes. <laughs> Zion wants to dunk. Yeah. Like. Like we see, and like I said, you know, allowing the Pelicans to put up 135 points is just. It's inexcusable. Absolutely. We gave up 72 points in the paint. We scored only 40 uh, against, you know, not a good defense. Yeah. Um, Key matches on this one. That goes great. And one of my points, Uh, team defense without Kawhi Mm -hmm. versus Ingram, Lonzo and Zion. Each of those guys I just mentioned had five assists in the last time we played, which kind of paints a picture of how that defense was functioning and or not functioning. Yeah. Where it's kind of everyone can get a bunch of assists, which is never good. Um, Rotation's got to be on point. If we, I feel like we got caught back door a lot against this team. Yeah, like guys, kind of the Clippers guys doing that thing where like you're kind of looking around, like, oh, what the hell? Like, I'm. It might be a tough start to this one. Yeah, could be. Pels are going to come out firing. I just hope we don't see another third quarter like we did against the Rockets because we will lose yes, this game. That will be bad. Uh, another thing is PG versus the Heat check? Question mark. Oh, he, he has been on absolute fire lately. Yes, uh, thirty plus points in seven of his last eight games. Got free throws in that Rockets game. Yes, which was crazy. Yes, uh, had a rough outing last time we faced the Pelicans. Yes, I mean I would never put the loss on him. This was you know we lost. It's a bad night. It, it was a bad night. <laughs> uh, but he was five of fourteen from the field, including a terrible one of eight from three, mm. which is just twelve percent. Uh, and the, and the other thing is just sort of like the, this was kind of a turning point for this team. We'd hit a little bit of a skid, yeah, uh, coming into this game. And Clippers fans were a little down in the dumps. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, and you know, any fans out there can correct me if if they feel differently, but. I think that this Clippers team looks completely different than it did six weeks ago. 100%. Uh, I feel completely different about this team. I think that this game is, you know, I look, it's you're playing an 11 seed. I understand how it's, it maybe doesn't seem like the most quality but they win. Got, they got a guy who can put up 40 and 15. Zion and is another one of the guy. top 10 scorers in the league. Yeah, and then so. you got Brandon Ingram who can also put up around 40 and 15. Like they got guys who can make things happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, th- I mean, you know, you can't take any matchup for granted, and Mm-mm. this one would feel nice. This one would feel nice. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking the new guys on the Clippers, maybe some new guys returning, as well as the Luke Kennard progress report. But first, look, if you're listening to this, you're probably in charge of hiring people for a very large company. Obviously. And what you really need is help making your shortlist of quality candidates. Everyone needs that. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need... Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own, maybe a fun tic-tac-toe, who knows. Then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. Must be a Clippers fan. Must be a Clippers fan. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. 
Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Will, talk to me about these built bars. All right, look, built bar is probably the best protein bar on the market. I love them. Uh, and the new and improved built bar is even more delicious than before. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut for those with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Sounds delicious. Look, the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, which is very important. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're, you're pumped up post-workout, it can be very hard to chew. You don't want to be gnashing your I teeth. Do, I do a lot of jaw work, uh, and sometimes <laughs> it gets a little difficult. The weights. <laughs> but the thing about Bill Bars is they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, they're low sugar, high protein, high fiber, so they're great for the keto diet. And right now we have a very special offer for our listeners. For a limited time, you can get a free cooler with purchase. Whoa. Great for summer. This is just while supplies last, so you're gonna wanna go ahead and get on this. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Okay, welcome to the Freshies and the Luke Kennard Progress Re. Report. What do we have to report? Oh, let's start with Luke Kennard. So, bit of a rough go versus the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, not his best outing. No, maybe one of his worst. He was two of ten from the floor. Yeah, did have two steals, but just not not his night. But before that, he had his best game. As he a Clipper literally had his Grizzlies. best game as a Clipper. Twenty-eight points, seven boards, two assists, and a block. Interestingly enough, his eighth block on the season. <laughs> Underrated defensively. <laughs> I mean. If he gets the double digits, I'll be like, I would have had no idea that Kanar was going to get double digits. But also, I don't know if he's underrated defensively. I mean, I wish he was. He's properly rated. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. If he gets the double digits uh, in blocks by the end of the season, I will be extremely impressed. Do you think he has uh, a blocks incentive in his contract? I hope so. I hope Batum doesn't, because that that man has met his blocks incentive. Oh yeah. At this point. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, interestingly enough, looking at this, like I said, uh, Kennard has eight blocks on the season. <laughs> Paul George is at 21. Kawhi's at around 20. Okay. So if he if he's getting <laughs> so what? if he's if Luke Kennard is getting half of that, come on, man. He's half what more do you want from the guy? <laughs> I don't know. Um, he gets some rest versus the Pelicans. Is this an indication that they kind of want him for okay for the playoffs, or is this just a regular season rest indication? I think it's a regular season rest indication. I'm actually not thrilled with it unless, I mean, you got to watch out for the knees, obviously. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, is yeah, I, they didn't tell us what the rest is kind of targeted for. I, I have at times noticed, and I'm sure people out there and you have noticed as well, like he gets a little tired. Like the guy stays ready. I'm not going to say yeah. anything about that. But when you don't that. get so much playing time, when it's kind of up and down. It's yeah. Like, yeah. He, I mean, he looks like sometimes maybe the cardio is holding him back a bit. A little um, But you know what? It, it makes sense. We're at the point of the season where we're going to see guys resting. And we're watching other teams kind of lose guys. Yeah. So I think this is kind of a why not both situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's um, fair. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Boogie Cousins. His second and final 10-day contract runs out the day you're listening to this. There's got to be a minimum deal for the rest of the season incoming, right? I would genuinely be pretty bummed out if they did not. If, if by the time people listen to this, depending on unless they listen to it right at 7 in the morning, I'd be bummed out if they did not re-sign Boogie. Yeah, I, I think that we'll definitely see 
that signing coming, especially given Lou's kind of Ty Lou's comments. He, oh yeah, and he thinks that Cousins can help the Clippers in the future, including the playoffs, if signed back. And I, I mean, like, what more of a co-sign do you really need? Yeah, then the head coach being like, really hope he can help us down the stretch. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, unless there's you know significant evidence from the analytics department or. Um, you know, Lawrence Frank is is strongly... He called Lawrence Frank a nerd. <laughs> yeah, is, is like strongly convinced to not sign him. I just don't see... I Like, just from a body's perspective, uh, we're going to talk about Surge here in just a sec, but um, I, I don't know why you wouldn't sign him because we could still fit him under the cap yep. on a vet man. The vibes are good. Uh, the, the, the team I mean, seems to love having Boogie around. And we've talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but like... I think that DeMarcus Cousins makes Patrick Patterson play better. And, yeah. Uh, you like, want to play, you play well with guys you know. Yeah. And stuff like that. Um, no, I hope he comes back. Yeah. I mean, it It would It would generally, I'd be like, what the hell is going on? It's not like back. a huge difference maker. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that. I kind of think in, for intangibles, it, would, it wouldn't be like if DeMarcus didn't get signed, like these guys would stop talking to DeMarcus Cousins and his presence wouldn't still be in the locker room. But... Taking that presence away from the locker You think room? the intangibles are are going to be a Oh, big, yeah. Okay, I, I, I can see that. I, like, I can see that. Because just I'm saying why like, not? Like, kind of like with the bodies thing, why not have the good vibes? 100%. No, 100%. <laughs> I'm, I'm just meaning, I guess, more in terms of like playoff on-court production. Oh, not worried I, I about that I don't think all. he's really going to be tipping <laughs> yeah, the no. scale in that department. Yeah, I would not think. I wouldn't be like, well, looks like we're another freaking early exit if we get rid of I mean, you know, Kevin O'Connor might, um, <laughs> depending on who's minutes going up, but we'll see. Um, but let's talk about Serge. Yeah. He's progressed. Who? <laughs> <laughs> progressed a four on four. Love it. We got almost full, we had almost a full run going for Serge right now, mm -hmm. which is great. Still no timeline. Who needs those at this point? Um, he's been posting more on social media about his rehab work. Mm -hmm. Some crazy underwater kettlebell jumping. Yeah. Looks hard. Isn't it easier in water? I think the weights make it harder. Huh. All right. Couldn't tell you, though. Um, if I was trying to do that. I'd no, be, it definitely seems like it's more difficult. If I was trying to do that, I'd be like, why don't I just put my feet in some cement shoes? And they'd be like, uh, maybe not do that. <laughs> um, I think I so my take, though, is I think the increased posting is a sign that he will be coming back soon ish. Yeah, he wasn't posting at all. He posted that one picture of him laying on the couch. And everyone was like, your back hurts. <laughs> Why are you posting these fit pics? But he understands social media. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I think this is- You gotta I, do the pre-roll out. You gotta do the pre-roll out. You can't, you know, you can't just drop. You can't just drop on the, <laughs> yeah. on the starting lineup. Yeah. So I think this increased posting is a sign that he's coming back soonish. There's 10 regular season games left as we're recording this. Is he coming back pre-playoffs? Um... I mean, if he's already progressed to four on four, I, I could see him maybe. I could see him on the road trip to close. Because he he's season. not on. The, he's not with the team against the Pels. Him yeah. and Bev aren't. Kawhi is, which is good. Yeah. Again, no update on Kawhi, but I'm not really worried about that. I think it's more management and an abundance of caution. He's reevaluated this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once Serge starts traveling with the team, I'll be psyched. Part of me doesn't think. I don't know. You don't think that we'll see it at all. I think he'll travel with the team, but I wouldn't. I'm going to say I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play until the playoffs. Really, I guess I would be kind of surprised if his first on-court activities were. I'd be concerned the first round. Of it. Yeah, um, 
Oh, there are only 10 games left, though. So, it, you know, right? Like, we always talk about the runway and how short it's getting. But we, so we're, the Clip- right, we're right up against it right now. The Clippers have the, have the weird position to be in right now, though, is we have a f- couple more full two days of rest in between games than some other teams right now. Yeah. We're um, done with our back-to-backs now, aren't we? I'm pretty sure we are. So there's more rest between games. So I think that helps his chances. But, yeah, I don't know. Until we hear him going to five on five, I'm like, just keep him, keep him shoved, I guess. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to what happens with Kawhi on that reevaluation. I wonder if they hold him out that Suns game. Yeah, I'm not sure. Tiebreaker. Yeah. Like, I think if the team really cares about seeding, which we're going to talk about in the next segment, we'll see him. But who knows? Yeah, Um, that could be a good indication. That's a good call. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking, like I just said, some seeding possibilities, as well as an interesting stat that says the Clippers are not hurt. Uh, Ever. Ever. (laughs) But first, got to give a shout out to Bet Online. Uh, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but uh, college basketball also over. If you're still betting on that, you're betting on some really interesting futures. But the NHL is in full swing, as well as the NBA. Bet online even covers award shows. The Oscars are tonight, or excuse me, the night that we're recording this. Hope everyone got their bets in. TV shows and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Okay, so we're back with Shavings and we got to kick things off talking about seeding. So right now, uh, the Suns and the Clippers are deadlocked at two games behind the one seed. Uh, you know, uh, we have the tiebreaker over the Suns. Uh, we do have one extra loss in the loss column. Yes. But... It's looking like the two seed is firmly in play and at just, you know, possibly like one and a half games out by the time that you're listening to this, the one seed yeah. is still firmly in play. Which, it's kind of there. Which six weeks ago I had said <laughs> no chance. It blows my mind that the one seed. The is- Jets just had the easiest remaining schedule coming <laughs> yeah. out of the break. Um, and, uh, you know, they had a five game plus lead. I, I was pretty sure that they were going to hold on to that thing. But now. Uh, you know, they could still finish in one, but it's looking a little bit more tenuous, especially with the surge in Clippers. Yeah, it's, uh, how long is Mitchell out? I don't Do know. Do we know? No, I'll take a look. Um, yeah, as it stands, if we were the third seed, we would play the Maps, which is a team that you kind of want to avoid. Um, so, I, well, we get past the Mavs. I just think it's a yes. harder path than, I mean, like the Trailblazers, I was really looking forward to. They couldn't hold on. Um, you know, certainly they've had, you know, their own injury stuff for sure, um, which is difficult, especially when you, you know, your team is dependent on two high usage yeah. guards. It's really difficult when you don't have one. Of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, very true. So I think, yeah, with the Mavs, I, I do think that the Mavs are going to end up holding down that six spot. I think they have a game and a half lead um, on the Trailblazers. And, you know, they've been playing really well since the break. They've been one of the better teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's just not a first-round matchup that I want to see uh, just due to, like, I mean, can we just have it a, a little bit easier? I mean, I feel like we worked really hard this season. <laughs> Guys, I've worked really freaking hard, <laughs> and I just want an easy final. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I also, I'm uh, very much an advocate of you always want to play the team that's maybe had to play more games than you. Yeah. So if we get this two or one seed, we're playing a team that's had to play more games than us. And when you look at the schedule, no matter what, a lot of teams have had to play a much more truncated second half of the season than Mm -hmm. the Clippers. Gotten really lucky with health and safety protocols in terms of like delaying games and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I'm 
I'm happier for one or two. I would kind of like to avoid the three now. It, it'd be so bizarre. I mean, I guess it'd just be kind of an indication on, on this season, but like we've played so much better this season than last season. Yes, in uh, a much more actual contender kind of way. Yeah, and so to have a lower seed than we did last season to essentially, I mean, miss out on home court in the second round. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, it'd be a little bit of a disappointment, especially with fans actually back at games. For sure. Uh, returning to the Mitchell thing, he uh, was reevaluated last Friday. Okay. And it looks like he'll be out probably another week, but he is making progress okay. uh, on the sprained ankle. And luckily it is just a sprain. There's nice, no, for sure. Oh, yeah, we don't need any more of that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Things are going to get weird these last 10 games. I mean, yeah, like <laughs> definitely, definitely. And then there's the other thing to contend with too. Like if the Clippers do move up into the first seed, you're likely looking at the Lakers in that second round. Yeah, which I don't want to see that. Again, a very difficult matchup. I also like people on Twitter have been like, like, wow, wouldn't it be sweet to beat this team at this stage? I, whatever combination it takes to get the Clippers where they need to go, I do not care who we play. Like from a ex from an extra, you know what I mean? Like intangible perspective. Oh, gotcha. Like yeah, like the series against the Suns is going to be really good. Yeah, but I don't care who we play. <laughs> like That's I don't care fair. about getting revenge on Denver. I don't care about yeah. Not it's not revenge on the Mavs because we beat them. Um, but yeah. you know those I don't care about putting those you demons aside. I hate the Mavs too. Um, I don't care about putting those demons aside from the. No one cares about the bubble anymore. Like we firmly put all that aside. So yeah, like we're, we're just, not we're not really narrative based yeah. folks over here at Locked On Clippers. Except when it comes to Luke Kennard's blocks. Process based, results based. Yeah, Arno Madathian gave us a very big compliment on Twitter, saying that we were a data driven. I respect that. That's mostly you, which I will. I'm going to piggyback. On that. <laughs> um, speaking of data driven stuff, there was a stat going around Twitter on Sunday that said that the Clippers have averaged the least amount of unavailable players per game. Huh. The, the way that they did this, I'm pretty sure they just counted up the injury reports, which is odd, which the Clippers do not make it easy to do. Also. Yeah. But it said that we were missing half a player on average. I don't know how that holds up because we've missed two players for the majority of the season. Justin Russo tweeted this out. The Clippers have had 142 man games missed this season. So Basically, two entire of yeah. this season. I mean, Zoo has played more games than Surge at this point. Yeah. Bev has been out. Oh, I mean, well, Zoo has played every available game. Right. So. Yeah, he's played more than anybody. He could not play um, any more games. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, I mean, Bev's been out. Like, I, this just... Jay Scrub has missed the entire season. They just stopped putting him on the injury report. Oh, yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, and like part of this is bad injury reporting by the clips. We've had weird late scratches. Yeah. Um, they don't put Jay Scrub on the injury report, which is odd. Ochuru missed a couple games too. And that was just not on the injury report. We had to figure that one out by like a misspelled random article talking about how he picked up that injury. Oh, that's um, right. That yeah. one. But the Clippers are not the, I'm not saying that the Clippers are the most hurt cause we're definitely not, but we're not the least. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean, like we have been pretty lucky in terms of health and safety protocols, which have nailed a lot of other teams. Yes. But I mean, I would not say this has been a fortunate year for the Clippers in terms no. of injuries. You know why one of the reasons I think it hasn't been on the forefront of our mind, because we've had to run out a bunch of different starting lineups, is Doc used to talk about it all the time. Yeah. Guys not being there for practice. 
we knew a lot about how little the team actually practiced last season and injuries mm -hmm. were crazy. I'm not gonna pretend like they weren't, but Ty doesn't talk about that stuff. That's true. It's just a different approach. I'm not saying one is better, but Ty, like he talked about availability. He was like, it's just hard. He, Ty does a lot more kind of coach speak mm -hmm. in a different way than Doc does. Where yeah. Doc is a little more candid about some stuff and you know, is a politician when it comes to some things too, for sure. Um, when it comes to basketball. But Ty Lue is much more like, guys are tired, we're trying to get back to it. Like, he's not giving his specifics of like, we've only had one in one third practice where everyone's healthy. Like, yeah, stuff like that. Definitely. Which I think definitely. also helps me not be as worried about availability. Oh. You know what I mean? Just yeah, from that's a, fair. From it's a, less on the forefront. From a sheep perspective, <laughs> from following what the coach says. Because um, we have people like Joseph Fry Award who can let us know how many games and how many days. Yes, guys of course. Play. Shout out Joseph Fry Award. Um, I think about wraps it up. Yes, I yeah. think that'll do it. Tuesday's episode, recap of the Clippers versus Pels game. Oh, I want that dub. I want that dub too. Twitter Tuesday. So send those questions in to at Locked on Clips. We'll answer them. We'll do our best. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clippers, big week coming up uh, for the Clippers. We got, uh, got the Pels, and then we got the freaking Suns on Wednesday, Nuggets on Saturday. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Um Thank you everyone for listening. Where can these people tell their, their friends to listen to us? You can tell your friends to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. It works flawlessly. It's Absolutely. great. As we mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. Thanks for hanging out. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Lockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.